You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcaster Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. In the world of comic book storytelling, some tales are so massively important they require being told outside of their normal ongoing titles. Whether revolving around a single character, a team of heroes, or encompassing the fate of the universe, these stories are as important as the rest of the books that come out monthly. The following is no exception. Bridging the gap between comics and audio entertainment media, my big fat pollist is proud to present a podcast mini series. You've heard of the Avengers, the Justice League, the X Men, Teen Titans, Guardians of the Galaxy, Defenders, the Legion of Superheroes, even the Watchmen. But what if we told you that there was another team? of colorfully clad heroes that you've never heard of who are equally as influential to comic books and the industry as a whole. Who is this mystery team, you ask? Archie Comics' very own stable of masked heroes, the Mighty Crusaders. Join us now for the fifth and final part of our special five-part series where we look at the many attempts of the last 25 years to revive these lost heroes examine the part the internet has played in their history, and speculate on the future and potential of the Mighty Crusaders as we celebrate their 80th anniversary and beyond. Welcome everyone, I am Dr. Impact, your host for our fifth and final episode of the Mighty Crusaders History miniseries, and we, uh, we tried to get as many people back for this episode as we could. So there's a whole group of us here. I'm going to let everybody go around the table and introduce themselves. I am the mysterious Mr. X. I'm the not-so-mysterious Smurfy. <laughs> and I'm what lurks in the dungeon, Dragonus Prime. Oh, oh, that's better than the uh, not-so-mysterious. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I can't believe that we're here in the final the final episode. Has We've it been, been five episodes it's, already? It's been five episodes All already, right, so okay. here, here we are. Before we get into the history, before we, we start breaking down the last 25 years, there is, I guess we can call it a little bit of pseudo-Mighty Crusader house cleaning that has to be done, going all the way back to our very first episode of the miniseries, mm -hmm. where we established the fact that Smurfy was given a Mighty Crusaders starter kit yes. of sorts. Mr. X and I had kind of talked it over, and we picked out the primary issues and the and the best storylines, at least the best that we felt were best, and gave those to Smurfy after recording our first episode so that he could read The Mighty Crusaders, because that was his, his very first experience with the characters. So now here we are. We're back on our final episode of this event. Smurfy, you've had a few weeks now. You've read the starter kit. And some of the stuff, some of the more recent stuff, we'll, we'll get into detail more as we get into the history. But what, what's your thoughts? What's your initial thoughts? 
so many thoughts at one time. It's just, where do I even begin? Actually, I feel like you know, that's probably your regular to, problem right, daily. It, always. It? Yeah. It, as many thoughts as reboots, huh? To be honest, uh, it was good. It was good. It was good. It had that, like, old school comic feel. The best way to describe it for any kids nowadays is, do you guys remember the episode of Simpsons where Bart gets his hands on Radioactive Man number one? Yeah, oh yeah. And they all, and they're reading it, and they're like, you know, using their like little tweezers, to, like turn the pages, and it's like the you hear the dialogue in it where he's just like, "I am radioactive." It had that very similar same sure. feel that kept popping back up into my head. Mm. So it was that old school nostalgic. I am the fly. I am a hero. I'm here to save the day type stuff, which was great, but then it kind of got repetitive. Yeah, I think we gave you the Mighty Crusaders trade collected yes. trade. Right? Yes, yeah, which uh, collects Flyman thirty one, thirty two, thirty three. And I think Mighty Crusaders number one was I the believe fourth so, yeah. one. Yeah. And it's all of them about joining forces. But they yeah, were all really cool yeah. characters. And I can also see where there's a lot of inspiration in current characters from these old characters. Oh, mm. sure. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much yeah. straight ripoffs. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> then as the stuff got a little bit more, I didn't get to read everything. But as it got more advanced, I read uh, The Hangman. And I really enjoyed his story from DC's Red Circle. Yeah, that's stuff that we'll get into here, but I know that Prime was a big fan of the DC stuff, too. Yeah, it was So that's was that's cool that, you know, we've actually got a number of us here who have read that stuff when we get into that now. It's a pretty fun set that we, you know, yeah, yeah. that we had you take a look at. Well-rounded. Yeah, very well-rounded. And, and yeah, unless you're a big, big fan of Silver Age comics, they can be tough to get through. Well, hell, for that matter... I would assume for modern audiences, and by modern audiences I mean probably anyone under the age of 25 or 30, I would think even comics from the 80s would maybe be difficult for, for some to get through. The Bronze so even, Age yeah, is yeah. also, can it, it can be a little uh, clunky. A little, a little clunky and a little dated if you're not used to it. So I could even see how, how younger audiences might have a difficult time getting into that Red Circle stuff. Yeah, I can say because I've tried to go back and read even some of the stuff from the 90s, like not MLJ Archie stuff, but yeah. just other DC Marvel stuff from the 90s, and it was almost a chore to get through some of those. And you're of our generation. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think all of us here are only about three or four years apart from one another, you know, give or take. And, and so that's, you know, even coming from someone who grew up with that, you're, right. you're saying that. So I'm complete opposite. I, I love <laughs> the almost simplicity of the 90s because it all it was was big guns, big muscles, big boobs, and action. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there should be a term that should be coined for that. Comic book magic. Although, although, ironic, since we're sitting here talking about MLJ, because, you know, Leifeld, Liefeld, however you pronounce it, you know, he did that uh, that Spectrum, oh, failed yeah. Spectrum relaunch of the shield that, that never yeah. saw print. With his deep V. Yeah, with the deep V and the, and the giant Captain America chest, which he just kind of recycled for Fantastic. the promo image, yeah. All right, well, without getting, you know, into too much detail about some of the stuff that Smurfy read at this point in time, let's go ahead and dive into the final 25 years of the Mighty Crusaders. The digital era. The Mighty Crusaders sort of went away with the end of the Impact Run. Mm. Before their next printed return, Archie Comics started to dip their toes into the internet. One of the things, I mean, this was, you know, mid to late 90s at this point. The internet was just starting to come up. Companies and businesses were starting to get websites. Archie was no different. 
when they started their first initial website, they did an original online-only digital comic on the web. Really? Was uh, it the web? It was the web. Oh. On the web. The web was on the web. The web was on the web. And they did, I mean, they did Archie and Betty and I know all those guys too, but but they did the web. And I don't know if it lasted past one issue. I don't even know how many pages. I've actually never personally read it. I've hmm. seen images. It was done by Neil Adams, hmm. which is ironic if you think about it since he kind of started his career with right. random panels of the fly back in the, the 60s. And now here we are in the mid to late 90s after he's become a name and now he's doing the web. Well, that was their first initial failed attempt at trying to bring the characters back. Well, you um, know, in the past we've talked about how the MLJ characters have been trailblazers. And it seems this is yet again another example of trying to do online comics yeah. before know, anybody was really doing online comics. Because nowadays, that's, that's the rage. Everybody, Most people I know are reading stuff digitally instead of actually going out and picking up the physical book. You know, it's interesting. I, I didn't even make that connection myself. That's why you got me That's here. That's why you're here. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah, that is pretty incredible. That, you know, I don't know if this is the first digital comic, but certainly an early one. Definitely. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. But it only, like I said, it was very short-lived. I don't know how, how many issues, if, if maybe only one. So the first real return after Impact folded was when the Mighty Crusaders started showing up in a book called Archie's Weird Mysteries. Archie's Weird Mysteries was, I don't know if it was based on a cartoon or if it was based on an idea loosely out of a, an animated series on Archie or what, but basically it was Archie and Jughead and they solved Scooby-Doo-style mysteries in each issue. Zoinks! Yeah, and I want to say it was Archie Weird Mysteries number three in April of 2000, where Jughead bought a comic, he bought uh, an issue of The Mighty Crusaders. Okay. And all of the characters jumped off the page and started <laughs> inhabiting Riverdale. Wait, what like... the hell was in the hamburgers Jughead was eating? <laughs> yeah, well, every, evidently everybody else was eating them too. Is this kind of like Guy Gardner and General Glory and all that? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh wow! Going into some de <laughs> some obscure DC history there, huh? Prime. Okay, pseudo similar, but nowhere near as well constructed. It was very strange, and and it almost to the point where. If I remember right, I think Moose got controlled by Brain Emperor oh, and wow. was turned into a supervillain. <laughs> it was jeez. It was it was pretty ridiculous. But the the coolest thing about the book was that all of the Crusaders were modeled after that Batman animated series Bruce Tim style. Oh, okay. Oh, that's neat. There it is. And that was very very cool. Again, with the exception of the Fly and Lancelot Strong. For those of you who don't, who, who just jumped to this episode, although I don't know why you would have, <laughs> but for those of you out there who did, uh, check out our previous episode uh, of this event where we talk about the Impact Era, and we'll go into greater detail about the legal suit that the Joe Simon estate filed against Archie Comics. Anyway, to make a long story short... Too late. Thank you. By the point of the Archie Weird Mystery books coming out, Archie Comics had lost the rights to The Fly mm. and Lancelot Strong. So from this point on, those characters no longer appear, and, and thus that starts here. You do still get Fly Girl, because Archie retained the rights to her. But yeah, the art style was very, very cool. It, it's very fun. And there was about a year's worth of stuff at that time where 
Archie Weird Mysteries primarily, but a few other random Archie books would have a one or two page, basically PSA. If you guys remember, <laughs> like the... GI Joe. Yes, yes. sort of. Like, wow. Almost exactly like GI Joe. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was it was almost a cross between the now you know yeah. PSA yeah. and GI Joe and the old Hostess, one, Cupcake? Hostess Cupcake Twinkie <laughs> ads oh, that, that they had. Yeah. But wow. they fe- featured the Mighty Crusaders in the Bruce Timm style. Things like Inferno and Firefly teaching people about fire safety. And Captain Flag, for some reason, was teaching people about bicycle helmet safety. I'm not sure why Captain Flag qualifies. I would think wearing a You want to end up like a vegetable? A... Well, make sure you wear a helmet. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so says Captain wait, Flag. If I want to be a vegetable, wear a helmet? Got it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, in your it. case. Yes, in maybe, your case. Yeah. <laughs> Always have it. Broccoli. It's a vegetable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In addition to those, they also did uh, one-page origin recaps in random books Hmm. on different characters. But there was no rhyme or reason to it. There was no get Archie Weird Mysteries number four to get the Shields origin, and then issue five would have the Comet, and then issue six would have this PSA. It was just random, and it was like they only did three or four PSAs and only about three or four origins, and then mass-printed them in many Archie books at that time. Which origins? They were kind of modernized versions of the original origins. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. So, so not worrying about the impact stuff. No. Concentrating more on the blue ribbon. The blue ribbon type era. pep and that stuff from, okay. the, from the beginning. Right. Yeah. And I think I think Steel Sterling had one, and I think Black Hood had one. And, and well, yeah. because when they in the art, because I've seen some of the art, it's in the style. Those costumes mm-hmm. are those original. Yes, older they went costumes. back to the original stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they did. They did kind of go back, but it didn't last long. If you think about it, that was kind of a half-assed relaunch that Archie had done, and so of course maybe it, never it was a soft. Re- maybe they were kind of like testing the waters. Like, well, that does be. anybody care? That could be. Maybe it was the fact that nobody sent us any letters, but the simple fact that you're putting it in Archie Mystery Series, I mean, unless you're a hardcore Archie reader, yeah, nobody else nobody's is gonna know about really that. gonna know about yeah, that. Yeah, nobody's gonna find it. Well, it wasn't a risk. Well, that's true, a good point, true. too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. think of it that way. Well, there was a group of people that were interested, oh. and they ended up licensing the characters. And that would be DC Comics. Ah. What happened over at DC, DC kind of had this resurgence of creative storytelling around the point of Green Lantern Rebirth, when Jeff Johns came in and brought Hal Jordan back. Yeah. DC Comics started to pick up and get really good for a number of years. Mm-hmm. They did those Batman Superman Jeff Loeb books yep. with Ed McGuinness. Oh, and McGuinness. Those yeah. are amazing, yeah. And then, of course, that led to Infinite Crisis, and then you had a plethora of crises over a very crises? short amount of time. Yeah. Crisis. Crisis. Crisises. Crosses. There's some trouble. After Final Crisis, Dan Didio, who I think currently is still in charge of DC, but at the time he was in charge, he had decided he wanted to start bringing new characters into DC Comics proper, into the continuity. So they licensed the Milestone Heroes. They licensed the Thunder Agents. 
They yeah. licensed Doc Savage and The Shadow and other pulp characters, and then went to Archie and licensed The Mighty Crusaders, and hired Babylon 5 creator J. Michael Straczynski to come in and relaunch them. Oh, okay. Was this like his early comic work? No, no. he had he had already done Rising Stars by then. He had already done. Uh, well, I mean, Night I mean, uh, I mean, comic work for the big two because I know he also did Spider Man for. I a think long he had time. done Thor by then too. Really, he, he may have done both. Thor. Okay. yeah, I think okay. you might be right. He may have done both of those by then. He came on board, and what he was tasked to do was to relaunch Brave and the Bold. Okay, and All Brave right. and the Bold was going to be a showcase book. That would be a team-up book, and it would always be Batman and someone new that mm. they were adding to continuity. And it was going to start with all the Crusaders characters. And he said the first three story arcs were going to be the Shield, the Fly, and the Black Hood. Oh, so they actually got the rights to use the Fly, too? No. <laughs> oh! Nova. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. And not only did they not get the rights to do the Fly, because it, it was so tied up in legalities. Right. But Straczynski felt like he was shoehorning these characters into DC continuity and trying to connect things to post-Final Crisis continuity. And he didn't feel like it was fair to those characters. He didn't feel like it was fair to Batman and the established characters. So legend has it that he contacted DC and Dan Didio and said, shred everything, and any of the stuff that has been drawn... Go ahead and bill me for it because I messed up. This is on me. And I'm going to start over. I'm going to do four one-shots, and we're going to relaunch the line in continuity that way. Huh. Wow. Well, it shows you yeah. what kind of clout that Straczynski has and if he can just say that. too, to say, right. bill me. I'm the one right. that screwed up. Yeah. That's When I heard that, I thought, well, hell, I'll read anything he writes now just to support him for that. Yeah, no doubt. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so he relaunched the Red Circle imprint at DC, but it was still in continuity. Okay. And that started in July of 2009 with an issue of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Green Arrow. And I don't I don't recall the issue numbers, but those three issues had cameos of Mighty Crusaders characters before the one-shots launched. Mm, okay. And the one-shots, the four one-shots that launched were The Hangman, Inferno, The Web, and The Shield. And I'll Smurfy, I think that's the hangman that you read. Yes, correct. And they, they, he, he sort of took basic ideas for the characters and modernized them, but they started over from scratch, similar to Impact. The only one that got completely retconned was the hangman. Uh, he was no longer the Comet's brother. Mm. He was now a Civil War hero. Yeah, Civil War like doctor. He was a, surgeon. Yeah, 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 surgeon, yeah. And he got lost in the wrong sides of battle. Yeah. And what was it? They tried to kill him, or they tried to hang him, I think. Yeah. They, 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 they caught him, and uh, they thought he was a spy. And he was like, nope, just trying to get back to my base. Uh, I even healed one of your guys who didn't have, who couldn't see. That's right. And that's they were right. like, uh, we don't care. We're going to hang you. Put him on a horse and hung him on a tree. Yeah. Or like, you know, like, yeah. And they were just like, Jeez. yeah. Up. So, yeah. Um, and then he made a deal with the yeah. devil. Yeah. Look at this guy spouting the uh, MLJ Red Circle uh, knowledge. <laughs> I know. How about that? Five episodes ago, he didn't even know who we were talking about. Yeah. Nope. And yeah. Now, he's, now he's jumping in. I told him that one made an impact on me. He's like, yeah. Boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Professor hey. Smurphy. <laughs> it was very cool. He ended up, you know, making this deal with like a devil like hangman spirit creature and living forever. So when night falls, he becomes the hangman and enacts justice. And during the day, he goes back to being Dr. Robert Dickering. S Stephen Strange. I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, right. <The> hangman. <laughs> Johnny Blaze. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Spectre. Catch. I mean, yeah. Jim Wait, Corgan. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dead Man. I mean, yeah. He was basically all of that. But the the rest were all pretty similar. The web started to stray quite a bit. He, of course, has a very similar origin to where his brother is is involved in dirty dealings and he becomes the web. But when he got his own book, and perhaps before I get into that, I should I should preface that by saying after the one-shots, S.H.I.E.L.D. and Webb each got ongoing series mm, in yeah. DC continuity with backup stories. I think, uh, what, the Webb had... Webb had Hangman and S.H.I.E.L.D. had Inferno. And S.H.I.E.L.D. had Inferno, hmm. yeah. So you got all four of them in constant, but but it was just the two titles. And the web started to franchise his superhero identity. So they kind of started to go into the impact era of the web, where you would contact the web through the web. I think it was something like... It's like an app or something. It was like an it? app or, or a, a website or a chat room or something where he says, web, I need help.com or something like that. That's right. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something weird like that. You know, and then you would contact him and he would send you... <laughs> he Hockey would send pants. you a super, super suit. You'd become a new web agent. So they so, they say, hold on, I'm sorry, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Time out. Let's back, up. Let's back it up. So they send you a super suit yeah. to where you become a member of web to take care of your own problem. Yes. yes. We are not going to solve your problem. Solve your own damn problem. We're going to we give you the means to solve your problem. But then and after that. there is dialogue like that, that r- Smurfy, really? where, where wow. the web says, this is not my problem. That's why you got a suit from me. I mean, think okay, of the life right. lesson. How accomplishing is that, though, that he solved the problem himself? Or got a spleen ripped out. Either way, he got taught a lesson. True. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get the AI to work. So there's there's webs all over the country. They're causing problems. Batgirl has to get in on it because now the Justice League is starting to have issues. I mean, it was very rooted in DC continuity. <laughs> Eventually, all of the, the web hosts vanished uh, they got you know either their suits taken away because they were crazy or whatever except for one of them and i don't recall if her name was kim brand or not but she kept her suit and altered it heavily and became fly girl it's very uh mm. armor wars like oh that's a good point mm. yeah that's a very good point i didn't even make that connection till now and the backup stories with inferno and hangman they started introducing other characters. The Inferno was a villain, not a villain, but he was wanted. And he had no memory of who he was. Right. Um, but he was wanted just like the original Inferno was kind of a bad guy. Basically, the Comet is held on retainer by this organization to bring him in. Okay. Now, the Comet was the only one of the missteps in the whole DC Red Circle thing. So just the Comet. He looks so bad. Yeah, all the others were... Worse than the rainbow outfit that he used to have? Oh, it's right there with it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. It's not great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> the Comet suit was not was not great, and they don't really give his origin, at least not that I can recall. He was just, there's the Comet, he's now here, and, and that's that. Oh. By this point, Straczynski has left the books. He is no longer, he only did the well, one Well, no shots. wonder. Yeah. If, we're, if we're going to get subpar quality, of yeah, course and, he's gone. And that's where it started going. And they introduced the other characters. The S.H.I.E.L.D. book introduced a Jaguar, only his name was Raphael Hardy instead of Ralph Hardy. The Web introduced Black Hood. Mm. And... There was that one winged girl that showed oh, up. Oh, yes. War Eagle shows up. When the books ended, because, of course, like all Crusaders, books, <laughs> oh, they right. do. Yeah, they do. And they, they end with issue 10. When the books ended, they relaunched as a 
six-issue <laughs> ongoing that only lasted six issues, Mighty Crusaders series. Mm, okay. And in that, we get War Eagle. Now, that's a character that we didn't go into in any of our episodes, but War Eagle was a character from the 40s who was a pilot, a war pilot, which is why he went by the moniker of War Eagle. Oh, okay. Now, in the right. DC Red Circle stuff, it was a, a woman who looked very much like Hawkgirl, almost, um, and she was known But this as is DC. War. We already have a Hawkgirl. Right. Why do we need another Hawkgirl? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. She's not a hawk. She's, She's a, a war, war eagle. eagle. She's an eagle. <laughs> so it's a little so. different. She was from Thanagar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh, right next door to, to Thanagar. Right next door to exactly. Thanagar. Yeah, right, yeah. Gotcha. They borrowed sugar all the time. That's right. <laughs> She's from Garthan. Garthan. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously the quality kind of dipped. By issue six of the Mighty Crusaders ongoing, it was over. <laughs> it We're was not done. doing this anymore. <laughs> now, they wow. had an option to re-up the license. Really? Oh. Yes, they had the option to re-up the license, but this ended early of 2011. The very next thing that came out was Flashpoint. Oh, well, and that changes and that everything. changes everything. Mm -hmm. So the Crusaders go back to Archie. And you know what? Technically speaking, because we all know what happened after Flashpoint, oh, where you, DC is concerned, it's probably a good can thing. Can you imagine a new 52 version of new the Mighty 52 Crusaders? Mighty oh, Crusader. man. Yes. It's terrific. Oh, is that right? No. <laughs> Wrong. I invite you to leave, sir. <laughs> Black Hood would have been a partner to Red Hood. Oh, yeah, uh, it would have been the Black Red, Red Hood, Hood Brothers yeah. or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Actually, the book would just be called The Hoods. Yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty sure they would have done The Rainbow. We would have had a Red Hood, Black Hood, Blue Hood, Green oh, Hood. Oh, like, oh, yeah. like the Lanterns. Hood. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, it would have, it would have been All bad. bad. So, thankfully, they went back to Archie and laid dormant for a short time. They did a lot, man. They were out for a whole year. Sleepy. I know. They yeah. were sleepy. <laughs> they were sleepy. They were sleepy. They were running around a much more dense universe than they were used to. It wasn't long before Archie decided to relaunch Red Circle Comics proper. Good. They came back with a six-issue miniseries called The New Crusaders. Yes. Now we're talking about the stuff that I was going to say, now you got into this stuff, right? You, yes. You, yeah. After all the talk of... The early stuff, after reading all of the Impact stuff when we lived together, and then, ta-da-da-da, the new Crusaders, we've got the Red Circle stuff, it's not being controlled by DC. I'm like, I'll look at this. And it was fun again. It was uh, so actually, much fun. Actually, the magic of comics, again. Yeah, it was. That, it was there. Everything you could possibly love about all the old stuff was peppered through, and they respected a certain continuity. Not all the continuities, but there was a respect to the continuities. And it was a legacy. It was a yeah. legacy title. Yeah. And I love that type of storytelling because it's we're going to pay respect to the past by moving things into the future and we're going to give it to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Basically it was the the kids of the original Crusaders. The the Crusaders had defeated the Brain Emperor and they established the tranquil community of the Red Circle, where mm -hmm. they all lived, in the middle of Impact City. I mean, there were a little crazy Easter eggs like that throughout right. the whole book. They were all get, they would get together once a year for like a reunion picnic, barbecue, barbecue kind of thing. thing. Yeah, 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 right. And they all get together, and the shield never showed up. And this year, he finally shows up. 
the kids are off doing their own was thing. Was he frozen in ice? Yeah, yeah, right. I think so. No, he was a no, statue. No, actually, <laughs> he was off. Uh, actually, he had aged considerably. He, uh, his aging was starting to catch up. He now had a big white beard. He was, you know, maybe late fifties, early sixties. So while they're at the barbecue, they are attacked. No. Yeah. How about that? By the brain emperor, he's returned. He looked much cooler this time. Instead of an exposed brain under a glass dome. Or the Medusa had, one. Or the Medusa brain emperor from the DC Red Circle stuff. Yeah. He he looked like he had veins in the top of his head that were directly connected to his brain. It was a much more intimidating look. And a much more interesting design. And he killed them all. All of the Crusaders died except the shield and the kids. And the shield takes the kids into a secret bunker and tells them, hey, you are the children of the mighty crusaders. And if we're going to stop the brain emperor, I need you guys to suit up. Yeah, time to hero up. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in shock and awe right now. Right. Well, yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's serious. I mean, you've just watched your parents be wiped out. You've been told that you are the children of heroes and you now also have to take the role of being a hero to avenge not only your parents, but then save the world. Yeah. It's uh, bigger than killing Black Hood and issue one of Black Hood. <laughs> right. Yeah, really. You took out <laughs> yeah. the whole damn team. Yeah. The kids that you end up getting is uh, a young Steel Sterling, who's obviously Steel Sterling's son. Kelly Brand, I believe her name was, which is the daughter of Fly Girl and I want to say Blackjack or the Fox. I can't remember which. Hmm. Okay. So she takes on the Fly yeah, Girl moniker. Yeah. Wyatt Raymond is the son of John Raymond, the original Webb, so he becomes the new Webb. Okay, yeah. Greg Reeves is the adopted son of John Dickering, so he becomes the new Comet. I liked his costume. I liked his costume, too. That poor kid. Hey, man. It's not your old dad. You're adopted. By the way, but you're by also the way, superhero. Yeah, right. By the way, put well, this on. I don't need powers. Put it, on the suit, There was kid. no hiding he was adopted. Oh, okay. it, it, it was, well, that's good. <laughs> it, it was worse than that for uh, Yvette, and I can't remember Yvette's last name, but Yvette was just, I think, the star pupil of Ralph Hardy oh, man. at the zoo or the archaeological whatever, and he just happened to bring her with him to the barbecue. You're so when one. he dies, <laughs> they give her... The Jaguar. Yeah. She's a plus one. Yeah, yeah, she's a plus one who ends up being the Jaguar. And they alter that considerably, saying that the Jaguar belt was not the only piece. That the Jaguar belt was actually a piece of an entire suit of armor. Hmm. Yeah. And that the belt was for Ralph, but there was a helmet Mm -hmm. that she would wear. Hmm. So they kind of changed it up a little bit, and she and had like well, these gauntlet gave, claws. And you, you you were able to do another female jaguar, yes. yeah. but now it could be different than the version that you had during the impact. Yeah. Era. So what happened to the belt? Uh, I th- I don't know. I don't know if it ever actually established it, or if the belt was in the the Crusaders trophy room, maybe. Hmm. But she had to use the helmet, or she maybe it was destroyed yeah. along with Ralph. It could have been. It could have been if yeah. he was wearing it. So the final member was Fireball, and I don't recall his his alias, but I want to say that he was the nephew of the original Fireball. Mm. And that makes up your, your team. While they're at the... Mr. X, you'll love this if you don't already remember it. While they're in the underground headquarters, the secret oh. headquarters, there is a portal that the new Fly Girl is taken through where she will learn how to use the fly ring and the buzz gun and all the abilities. And that takes her to this, like, watchtower out in space somewhere 
that is looked over by Bob Mother Effin' Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> and I love me some Bob Mother Effin' Phantom. Yeah, he, he was almost like the mechanic for the yeah. team, or like the, the tech guy. Yeah, kind of like um, Forge. I was just going to say, like Forge, yeah. Did he uh, teleport up there and then forget how to get back? Yeah, who knows, yeah. Maybe he just didn't want to be around people. I don't that blame could him. Be. Uh, neither that could do I. Be. <laughs> there was also a chimp yes. <laughs> that hung out with them named Dusty, obviously alluding to the S.H.I.E.L.D. sidekick Dusty from the 40s. <laughs> Let's not forget the boy buddies. Yeah, why, why a chimp? I don't know where where this character came from. I, I have no idea. Come he on, everybody loves knew... everybody loves monkeys. Yep, apes, I guess chimps, stuff like that. Dusty, the original Dusty though, does show up in the book hmm. because it's here that they establish there is a shield like organization called the MLJ, hmm. and I forget what it stands for. It's something like military logistics jurisdiction or something like that. But Dusty, the original Dusty, has grown up. He's an adult. He now runs the MLJ. So that was kind of cool. They, they connected to that. And that is, that is a great six issues. Yeah. That is a great series. Yeah. Oh, it only was six issues? It was a six-issue mini. They, there was Zip Penitentiary, just like the old <laughs> Zip comics. I forget, Zenith something Penitentiary or something like that. Man, that's just like a love letter to Archie. It stuff. is. It was right. a great, great series. In the prison, they had The Hangman and Black Hood and Deadly Force who were all locked up with all these other supervillains. And, of course, Brain Emperor attacks the prison, and they let everybody, all the villains are out, and Black Hood and Hangman join up with the new Crusaders to try and stop it, and Deadly Force, who made his appearance in the 80s, but has been reused constantly in each relaunch as a villain. But in this one, he he was helping them. Mm. So he's in prison. Maybe he's atoning for his crimes. Maybe, I, yeah. I don't know. But they've they've kind of made Deadly Force a pseudo hero working with them. And they were all back. I mean, you know, Redstone, the villain Redstone, they brought him back from the 80s. The Eraser came back. <laughs> and he was much more intimidating looking. He was much more interesting this time. They did. They re- revamped all the villains so that they all looked way cooler. The way that I look at it is is when Archie got together to do this relaunch where the new Crusaders are concerned. It's almost what IDW did when they relaunched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. very much so. It was, we all grew up loving the movies, the original comic books, the cheesy original cartoon, the toy line, the Archie Adventure series comics. We We loved all of that stuff. So let's take all of that, our love for that, and start peppering it into this new version. And it works. It works for Ninja Turtles just like it worked for the the Mighty Crusaders, the yeah. new Crusaders. Yeah. And at the same time, they also launched, uh, I think it was a four or five issue miniseries on the Fox that yes. was connected. And that was written oh, by cool. Mark Wade, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. who constantly keeps coming back to these characters, it seems. He's always working on them again. But that was a fantastic mm-hmm. book. That was a wonderful one. The it's Mark was Wade. Great. Well, yeah. it's Mark Wade. Right. right. But the art was great, too. It was yeah. very wacky. Okay. I want to say it had the feel, not the look, but the feel of Allred. Yeah, of Michael Allred, or like the the old 80s Toth Fox stuff. It had a feel of that. It was, I'm not sure if it was actually this artist, but it was almost, uh, what's his name, Michael Avon Oming? Yeah. And it may have even been him. I'm not sure. I I doubt it, though. But it was very much in that style. It's a great, great series. 
And I remember when those books were coming out, we're like, all right, they're back. They're back. They're back. And yeah. they're doing them right. And then. This will never end. And then they announced the next miniseries, mm-hmm. uh, which was something like the, the Children's Trial or Children's Crusade or something, something like that like it was that, called. Yeah. And they kept delaying it. And they kept delaying it. And nobody knew where it was. And the next thing you know, they put out an original, and I'm using quotation fingers, <laughs> graphic novel called New Crusaders Legacy, which was the S.H.I.E.L.D. sitting down with the team and telling them, okay, guys, you need to know about the history of your parents. So as he would say, okay, Evie, your mentor was the Jaguar. Then it reprinted a Jaguar story from the 80s. Ah. Uh. Yuck. And then the next two pages were Fly Girl saying, well, what about what about my mom? She was the Fly Girl, right? Oh, yeah, here. And then they'd reprint. But because Archie had the rights to reprinting Fly, they reprinted a Red Circle Fly issue. Oh, and well. at the end of the reprint, Fly Girl looks at S.H.I.E.L.D. and even says, who was that other guy in the file? And he says, that's a whole different story for another time. And that's all they do to touch on the fly. That's li- the, that, that that trade sounds like it's the equivalent of a clip show. It was it was exactly the equivalent <laughs> of a clip show. The inserts were cool, and there were who's who style bio pages throughout. So that's well, cool. well, that's nice. But we want a whole trade that's filled with all original story. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the whole Red Circle line ended yeah. right no. after that. Yeah. And about a year or two later. Archie Comics decided they were going to relaunch yet again. <sighs> and this time, they were going to take a lead from the adult, dark-oriented comics that were coming out. <sighs> what was that, around 2013 or 14, somewhere yeah. around there? And they changed the name of the imprint to Dark Circle Comics, because that's creative. And they started off with The Black Hood. The Black Hood came out, and it was a very adult, R-rated crime drama now interestingly enough the book starts with a cop who gets in the middle of a heist situation and the black hood shows up and it's the 80s motorcycle black leather black hood right right and he gets in the middle of everything and the cop shoots him in the head so once again a black hood issue number one and the black hood gets killed in issue one yet again you know at least they're paying homage to the to the yeah i guess so yeah (laughs) if it ain't broke don't fix it i (laughs) I guess i guess so now this cop greg hedinger has now become the new black hood while he's addicted to pain pills and going through major ptsd Every dark, whiskey-swilling, crime-noir stereotype. It's like the R-rated Peter Parker. Everything has to be going wrong for you, only to the nth degree. You don't get much more heroic than that. I guess, (laughs) yeah. Maybe in a Zack Snyder world. (laughs) And when you think about it, the Dark Circle line did feel very much like a Zack Snyder-esque reboot, because let's not forget what he did to the DC characters. Yep. Yep. During well, his tenure with Warner Brothers. Can we forget that? I tried Some daily. of us wish we could, yeah. Well, and it, and it didn't stop there, because the next book that got put out was The Shield. Oh, God, I hate The Shield. And this time, it was a woman. Which is fine. That's not what I hate. Which is fine. <laughs> I just Victor- want to preface, that is not what I hate. Right. We <laughs> jumped to that really fast. Yeah. Anyway. V- Victoria Adams is her name. The initial idea is interesting. Basically, she was some sort of a spy of some sort during the Revolutionary War 
who is cursed to return for every major military event that occurs that that America is involved in and she is to be America's shield. So she's the she's spirit the ghost of, of America. War? He's the she's the spirit of America is how they she sell it. She will never go away. Now, we're always at war. They anyway. yeah. Now, the way they write that off is they say that Tom Higgins Joe and Joe Higgins when they were creating the shield formula in the 40s, they based it off of the legacy of the legendary shield. So they retcon to try and connect. I love the idea that that she you know comes back when we need her type of thing. My biggest problem with her though is nothing about her looks like the shield. No, her costume. At least the black hood emulated the black hood. This version of the shield didn't look like any incarnation of the shield that had come before. It was a complete redo. A complete yeah, well, for order. somebody who's supposed to be the shield for America, there's not a lot of. America being represented in the outfit. No, no, right. no there's not. A, there, I don't think there's the any outfit. White. Is the there? outfit just looks, the stripes. Yeah, just the, the stripes. stripes. The outfit okay. looks cool, but it doesn't scream the shield, and that's the problem. Right. Yeah, that's always been my complaint about. It. Like, like, like you said, the character is cool. The concept is cool. Everything about it is cool. But if you're the shield, you have to be the shield. Right. Yeah, and I can even get behind the idea that they based the original shield sure. off of her. I can, I can, you know, that's it's not a great cheesy retconning, but, but right. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, the book that followed that was The Hangman, which was essentially taking the Dark Circle Black Hood, mixing it into a horror film setting, and taking the storyline and origin of the DC Black Hood that Straczynski created and mixing them together. So uh -huh. The Hangman was a hitman who <laughs> is captured and hung and killed by The Hangman, Bob Dickering. The old Only, one? Yeah, the original Bob Dickering Hangman. Huh. Only now, he's no longer the brother of the Comet, and that's not what happened. Now, the Hangman, like the DC one, is like this spirit of vengeance. And you have to enact justice so many times to be exonerated, I guess. And now Bob has been exonerated, so now there's a void to be filled. And so now this new guy becomes the new Hangman. And it was supposed to be a horror-themed comic, and very very adult and R-rated. All right, but the fact that you now have two spirit-based yes. characters, you're you're already doubling up and you haven't even run the gauntlet of your different types of heroes. Yeah. So yet again another lazy example of trying to reboot something in a darker age. Fly Girl was a spirit of a fly <laughs> getting revenge on people with On shoes. everybody with fly swatters. Right. And, yeah. I am here to take all of your fly paper. Well, the, the fourth title was announced, and that was The Web. I have no idea what her story was. It was a girl. They, not, they released a promotional image. I don't know what the story was. The book never came out. It never got oh, done. Oh, well. <laughs> so I can't even tell you what that book had, was supposed to have to do with. I can't imagine why. <laughs> the final... Of the, of the Dark Circle books was The Fox, which was written by Mark Wade oh. and the same creative team as the Red Circle Fox and acted as if nothing had changed. That's why I love okay. Mark Wade. Well, then good. And that, yeah, and it was great. It was, it was very enjoyable. It was just like the previous Fox story for Red Circle. Dark Circle finally comes to a head with the Mighty Crusaders. They do uh, a four-issue miniseries. As every run has done. Every run. That's true. Yeah. Every run yeah. leads up to the team, and then it ends. And then it ends. 
We formed a team maybe, now. What? That's it. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe to they should here. start with the team. Yeah. So the Mighty Crusaders comes out. It's a four issue series, and this goes back to the New Crusaders. It picks up ten years after the New Crusaders ends. Oh, so we've gone see, back this, to this. I haven't even read. Yeah, this is goes, stuff I don't know. It goes back to the previous New Crusaders line. Now. Fireball was killed at the end of the... Spoiler alert, Fireball was killed <laughs> at the end of the six-issue New Crusaders story. And over time, I guess the team has disbanded. And Well, they've also gotten... If it's 10 years, they're also a little bit older. And now, now they're a little so. bit older as well. And somehow... The original Steel Sterling has returned, even though he died in the barbecue explosion. The magic of comics. Magic books. of comics, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there and you his, go. his son is now off running around the world on his own. I, I don't know. He's gone. So the Steel Sterling that's on the team is the original Steel Sterling, who's aged now. Okay. Shield, the Joe Higgins Shield, has lost the beard, and now he's an elderly man who's crippled, and he's using a cane. Because he can't walk, so he just sits behind a desk, and he has Wait, taken. Wait, like he got like atrophy in the armor? I I don't know what what they never explain yeah. it. They don't explain where the original Steel Sterling came from. They don't explain what happened to Joe, why he's limping. They don't explain why he has now suddenly taken over control of the MLJ. Mm. None of that is explained. Evie no longer wears the helmet to be the Jaguar. Now she's like Catgirl, like a feral, like like. Wolfsbane almost from oh, wow. from the mutant world. Fly Girl has quit being Fly Girl and now she has adopted the moniker of Firefly. So on one hand, we're going back to an old MLJ character name, which is cool. Right. But now we don't have a fly anywhere. Yeah. And the web has now grown up and he's now the most rational of the group and the comet is now growing up and he doesn't want to lead the team anymore and and all of this is going on as the Eliminators, a new supervillain team, which is, I think, Redstone, I think, might be there, and a new rogue star. I don't know, a couple of bad guys. They attack, of course. So the Crusaders have to fight them, all while there is this group that is trying to raise Eternos. Now, in the old 60s Mighty Crusaders book, there was a villain, Eterno. Mm. I could see how that character could be be evolved and morphed over the decades to be an apocalypse or dark side-esque type of villain right very right. easily yeah. you need to have that and you need to have that mm -hmm. and that's clearly what eternos in this was whether or not he was the same eterno i don't know because it's never explained yeah they keep flashing back to this guy being brought back to life by the end of the four issues they have defeated the bad guys eternos has come back to life and they keep talking about how Mr. Justice is off somewhere exploring something he has discovered called the Blue Ribbon. And that the Brain Emperor might still be alive somewhere. Yeah. And the book ends with Mr. Justice talking about how he has seen many different incarnations of the Crusaders. And all of the roads lead back and are connected to Joe Higgins' The Shield. They are all con oh, and by the way, side note: Victoria Adams Shield is the field commander of this team. So now we've shoehorned the Dark Circle stuff wow. into it. On the final page, you see Mister Justice, and there's this blue energy ribbon that runs all around him, and it's a splash page. And he talks about how there are different existences, essentially, and it shows the original '40s and '60s MLJ Mighty Comics heroes. It shows 
a grouping of the Impact heroes. Mm. It shows the DC Red Circle heroes. And it shows the New Crusaders. And this also, too, and it shows the fly from Impact. This is And the fly from the 80s Red Circle. This is the first time a new image of the fly has been done in print since the lawsuit. Wow, okay. I have no idea if that was done on the sly or what, but that's where the book ends. It is they got sued by the uh, <laughs> <humor>. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where, that's where it ends. They, they establish a Crusaders multiverse, in a sense, of all these different versions, and then never touch on it again. And the next thing that comes out is the Archie Super Teams versus the Mighty Crusaders, which is just... The classic 60s versions of the characters fighting Pure Heart and Jughead Hamburger Hero Guy, whatever he's called. It, it Really, it's a two-issue miniseries that is a, a, an expanded version of Archie's Weird Mysteries number three. That's all it is. So after everything we had gone through, Archie decided to just go back to the beginning of this modern yes. re-evolution of these characters because laziness i guess and in the summer of 2019 the b and v friends spectacular digest that came out that summer b and v being betty and veronica uh the b and v friends spectacular digest comes out with a three page three pages and those are like hundred something pages and those yeah those digests are thick (sighs) three pages of a story where Veronica, dressed as a superhero, joins Blackjack to solve a crime. And that's it. That's the last thing that has been printed. Come on. Of these characters. And that's, that's, that's the end of the history as of now. Which brings us to a perfect point of asking you all, which of these versions was your favorite? Which of these versions enraged you as a fan? Which of these versions are you most interested in looking into? Head on over to our website at mybigfatpolis.com and let us know. Retrospective review, Archie, New Crusaders, and the Dark Circle. This is the point where we we revisit uh, and give our little review on everything. But first, as always, how can you guys get a hold of these books? Some of them are very easy to get a hold of. Some of them are not easy at all. Mm. The DC Red Circle stuff and the Archie Weird Mysteries stuff, you're just going to have to find the back issues. I'm sure that there are digital copies of those because those are fairly recent within the last 20 years. But they've never go- gone around to put it in a collective Not work? that I'm aware really? of. Wow. I wonder if they're on that uh, DC subscription service. They possibly could be. They oh. possibly could be, because I'm sure that DC has done digital editions. I'm too poor to have that, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Those you would have to find in back issues. Now, everything from the Archie Red Circle launch through the Mighty Crusaders Dark Circle 4-issue mini, those have been compiled in trades. Okay, alright. That includes the Black Hood Dark Circle stuff. That's the, the New Crusaders stuff. Obviously, New Crusaders Legacy is a graphic novel. Mm. I'm not sure if the Mighty Crusaders and Archie Super Teams has been collected, but... Um, Ooh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So those aren't very difficult to find. Again, when you find any of these, none of them are that expensive. But it will be a little more difficult to find the Archie's Weird Mysteries out of all of these than anything else. Now, as far as how they all hold up, 
you know, we've kind of touched on some of it. Obviously, the the best one of the bunch is The New Crusaders. Yeah. It is a fantastic book that I cannot recommend more highly to anyone, whether you know the Mighty Crusaders history or you're completely new. Those six issues are fantastic. Everything about it, the writing, the art, it just feels like you're having a good time reading a superhero comic book. Yeah, it is, It is. in fact, since we're coining the phrase, that six-issue miniseries is the epitome of the magic of comics. It really is wonderful. And the, the Fox stuff. The Fox stuff, yes. The Fox yeah. stuff is great. The Fox, they treat him like a black-clad ninja cross between Blue Beetle and Spider-Man. Yeah. It's Ooh, yeah. so fun. Yeah, it's that it's, it's cool. that weird. It's, yeah. it's, it's just and, weird enough. And they have other characters in it, too. Mm-hmm. They bring back the old villain from the 40s, Madam Satan. Yeah. And Inferno was there. They bring back an old MLJ character, and it's the first time, I believe, that he's been brought back since the 40s. And his name is The Marvel. <laughs> and he is very cool. He's like, he looks like Plastic Man meets the question <laughs> with the shadow thrown into the mix. That's almost which terrifying is, yeah. to think about. <laughs> but he's he's very, very cool. But it's, and Bob Phantom and Bob is in that book too. Mother F and Phantom. Bob Mother F and Phantom. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a shirt. Now, we, we just did, did just bag on the Dark Circle stuff. And I don't know if any of you guys here have read the Dark Circle things or even flipped through them. No, I've read some of them. I've the, read Black Hood stuff. Ugh. Yeah. Well, Such a disappointment. Here's the thing. After after sitting down and rereading the 11 issues of the first volume of the Dark Circle Black Hood and the, what is it, five issues of season two that they did? Yeah. It is on its own as a standalone crime pseudo-vigilante comic book. It is wonderful. Hmm. It is so well constructed. Until the last two or three issues, it kind of gets a little loose. But it's so well put together. But it's just not what I want from the Black Hood. Right. Well, when you want to read a superhero comic, you're reading a superhero comic to escape reality. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, if I want to read something like that, I'll pick up The Punisher. Yeah. Right. Yes. I've already got a character even, like that. Even The Punisher is lighter than <laughs> this book was. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this book was heavy. Now, The Shield and The Hangman, again... Trying to look at them objectively from from a standpoint where they are not Crusaders connected. Mm -hmm. Looking at them as if it is just an original one-off miniseries for both. The concepts are cool, and the first two issues of The Shield and the first two issues of The Hangman are very cool. And then the writing gets sloppy. Mm. And they wrapped up so fast in the last two issues that it's it's almost like they were told, hey... You've got six issues to an ongoing. Tell a story. Oh, wait. Sales on issue one and two were bad. Wrap it up. Yeah. yeah. It, it's really rushed. Well, that's something that we've actually touched upon in every single episode of this podcast miniseries is how it seems like all of the incarnations start off real strong and then they just start fizzling and then bloop, gone. And then they're gone for another decade. Yeah. And and that's the thing I'm afraid of right now because here we are. They've gone away. For about a year at this point, I think they've been missing now. Yeah. And I don't want to have to wait another decade right. for them to come back. And who knows how they'll come back. You know, you want to wait 10 years for something that's not what you want. 
out of it. I yeah. mean, I, I don't want to do that either. But then again, you know, you and we've we've said this before. There's still always the originals. Yeah. So you can go back and revisit them, and they'll always be there for you if you if, you know if you own them. I think the biggest issue that all of these launches have, and even the Impact run, I think the only one that I would say would not have this problem would be the, the DC Red Circle line because. Mm. That was a whole different thing with Flashpoint and the New 52. That was a completely different scenario. But everything else, it's like they look at it and go, oh, the numbers for the first four issues of sales have come in, and they're not good. Can it? Cancel yeah, it. Well, I, I don't know that the sales for the first ten issues of Sandman were that good. You know, I don't know if the sales on the first five issues of Preacher were that spectacular. Yeah. I mean, we look at them as classics now, but they all had to build an audience. Walking least, Dead. Look at The Walking oh, Dead yeah, from Oh, yeah, The image. Walking Dead. Well, here's something for you. I mean, talking about even the movie aspect, Marvel had to build to Avengers. Yeah. They didn't just go, like, DC, here it is, enjoy yeah. it. They had to build for it, and when you build for it, it's enjoyable and it's memorable and treasured. Yeah, and I think that that tends to be the biggest issue with these characters is that they're in such a rush to get so many of them out as fast as they can that they start to lose their steam. The sales are not where they, the execs, I guess I should say, initially yeah. want them to be yeah. for the first few issues. And rather than letting the book find its way and find an audience, can it? You could maybe do that 30, 40 years ago when it was two issues to tell a story or one issue, self-contained. Nowadays, most writers write stories that go for four, five, or six issues. Yeah. How can you tell what sales and audience reaction is going to be like if you haven't let your creators finish their first story arc? Mm -hmm. It's not fair to the creators on these books, whether you like them or not. And I'm not a big fan of the Dark Circle stuff, but cutting them as short as they did was not fair to that team. Right, yeah. And it's not fair to the, the characters. So, yeah, I think that the biggest issue is that they just they don't give it time and they don't sign deals. Where in the last 30, 40 years was the Mighty Crusaders animated TV series? Yeah. Where was that? Where was the toy line that they could have banked off of mm -hmm. if these things had a cartoon? And see, that's the weirdest thing, too, because you would think, especially in the 90s with the Impact Run, when Hollywood was grabbing every single license they could grab that was based off of a comic book. To make a cartoon out of it. Yeah. Why didn't anybody go to our... Well, and, and who and knows? To and toys off it. Right. The 90s but who knows? Somebody probably... They probably did go to Archie. And Archie said no? no. I, right. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, I, I would, I, it kind of boggles my mind to try to think that they would say, no, no, we don't want to be a part of that. We have integrity. That uh, Fly yeah. movie that was yeah. in the works. Yeah. But even that, they couldn't get it off the ground. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a real shame because yeah. there, there's been a lot of wasted potential with them over the years. But as Mr. X says, there's always the stuff that we've talked about for the last five episodes, the entire history. So... After having gone through that, guys, this is a question not just for our audience. Of course, the question will always be for the audience, and you guys can answer it by either going to our website or finding us on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram and giving us your thoughts and your answers to this question there. But this, this question right now is for the three of you guys primarily. 
of the stuff that we've gone over, of the, the various eras of the Crusaders, after this five-part series, are any of them, those eras, grabbing your attention? Are there any that you want to look into more? Are there any that you want to expand? If you only know Impact, do you want to check out another kind? Or do you feel like, because of the way that they've been handled over their relaunches, did you get what you needed out of this? That's kind of a big, multi-part loaded <laughs> question, but, you know. I mean, I would say Red Cir- the Red Circle stuff. The DC stuff or the yeah, 80s stuff? Yeah, uh, the DC stuff. That's not a bad run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Prime, what about you? Um, I know that you're an Impact guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be an Impact guy, so I'm biased on that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to really go back and read the 80s Red Circle stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, I've never been a big fan of Lancelot Strong. <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. If anything, I'm going to do, I'm going to actually read those new Crusaders, because I've never read those. Oh, okay. The sixth issue? Yeah, and that sounds really interesting, and uh, maybe uh, cry my way through the uh, relaunch, the, the ten-year-later one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Mighty Crusaders 4 issue. The Mighty Crusaders 4 issue is really only worth it for that last page, where it connects all the different versions. Right. In a multiverse kind of setting. Well, it is a sequel to something that was really, really, yeah. really good, That's so true. of course yep. it, it had to be subpar. Mr. X? There's a part of me that wishes that the new Crusader stuff had an established past continuity because Mm. they don't allude to any events happening in their past except for there was the Mighty Crusaders, they defeat the Brain Emperor, they stopped being heroes because, you know, didn't have to be heroes anymore, and, oh, guess what, bad guys are back, oh, we're all dead, kids take over. It's very specific to fans because there's enough in-jokes that all the fans, all the long, mm-hmm. hardcore fans will get. But it's done in a way to where even if you didn't know anything about the past with these characters, it's still fun enough that that right there is a great representation for anybody that needs to be introduced to the Mighty Crusaders that's what they need and that's what i would tell anybody that's what you've got to read now if you want epic epicness then i'm going to tell people you well you got to read the impact era yeah because that's 90s at its best i i think ultimately that's probably the top for me yeah is the impact run i think that's where they got it the most right and i'm not saying that they got it all right there no, were, no, there were no. missteps right. in impact as well but i think that's where they got the most right and it and got it most solid yeah was at that point when you think about it and and i mean even looking at the big two marvel and dc they've quote-unquote rebooted countless times whether it be obvious or subversive i don't know if there is a group of comic book characters that have gone through as many relaunches reimaginings reboots as the mlj characters no i don't think there really has been and, uh, and, I, and I know for a fact we'll be waiting for the next yeah. iteration, even if it, it is another decade away. The future of the Mighty Crusaders. So before we wrap things up here, we just want to touch on a, a few things about the potential future. You know, we were just talking about not wanting to wait 10 years. There are ways that you can get your Mighty Crusaders fixed. Of course, there's fan fiction online, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of Mighty Crusaders fan fiction. Not as much as some other titles, but there is a lot out there. 
there is a series that is done online uh, called The Impact of the Shields, uh, which I've, I've looked at a couple of times, and it, it looks pretty cool. Probably the most well-known fan fiction is the one run by Mr. Rick Offenberger himself, who is... He is the leading authority on these characters. Right, he yeah. is the closest thing that we have, in my opinion, he is the closest thing that we have today to a Stan Lee for these characters, even though he didn't create them. Right. He, he you know, champions the characters yes, like Stan abso- Lee Absolutely, absolutely. Marvel. And he has a fan fiction that you can find online. It's I, I, ironically on Facebook, but it's also on his website, the Mighty Crusaders Network, which is at mightycrusaders.net. And the fan fiction is called Agent S.H.I.E.L.D., and what he does is he releases a cover and then a little paragraph blurb of what the issue is about. And that's it. And he's done 85 issues that way now oh, at, nice. the, at the point of this recording. There was a 12-part, I want to say it was 12-part story, uh, The Blue Ribbon Crisis, I think, ah. where he had his character, Agent Shield, going up against every single incarnation of these characters that have been done over the years. It's very fun. You can tell that, you know, he's doing it out of love. and a passion project. And it's a passion project. Yeah. And you can find that either on the Mighty Crusaders Network or on Facebook if you can find the Shield G-Man Club. The Shield G-Man Club is a fan club, basically, for the Shield and for the Mighty Crusaders based on the old G-Man Club from the 40s. And you can send in two stamps and get G-Man Club status, and you get a membership card and a button and everything just like you did in the 40s, except <laughs> instead of it only being two cents, now it's two stamps. Of which I, I would like to announce that in my civilian life, I am a proud agent. I am Agent 161 for anybody that's digging into our identities and doing the math. Other than that, the only other thing that I think bears some importance of mentioning is... The Mighty Crusaders, next year, will get their very first fan film. Hell yeah! They've never been the subject of a fan film before, from anyone, at least not that I can find. And in our civilian guise, through our production company known as Archlight Studios, we are producing an original fan film based on the Mighty Crusaders. It is called The Red Circle Investigations. And everyone that's on this episode in some fashion, is involved or a part of it. Yep. How about that? And there's all kinds of information on that on our Facebook page, which is at the Red Circle Investigations on Facebook. We also have a Twitter page and uh, an Instagram page, and the official website for the film will be going up soon. Principal photography will begin sometime later this year. And, Mr. X, I'm going to let you tell everyone who our focal character is. Oh, you want to? You actually want to release that and in, in well, this, let's, that information. Let's in here, go huh? ahead. I I have been asked by numerous people online about this character, and I think anyone that's listening to this podcast already knows who this character is. So it's no secret to them. It will really be a secret to anyone who is unfamiliar yeah, with okay. these episodes. All right. Well, the fan film chapter one and all the subsequent chapters will focus around the character. Walter Whitney, who is a private investigator, who gets wrapped into this mystery that leads him into discovering some secret hidden information regarding the mighty crusaders who have been gone. They've they've disappeared for the last 30 years. Just like they do in the comics. Just they like disappear. they do in the comics. Was it after they teamed up? 
It was, probably, it was yes. actually. Probably. Yes, it was. They, they had gone on four missions <laughs> and disappeared at the end of the fourth mission. Just maybe like they're they at a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Limited but membership. The, uh, the great thing about it is, is that if you know anything about the Mighty Crusaders and their civilian names, you will know that Walter Whitney is actually Bob... Mother effing phantom. <laughs> so, yes, my favorite character, because his name is Bob Mother effing <laughs> phantom from the comic books, is the focal character in our fan film. And I am, I, I cannot wait to get started. That's the only reason you signed on. To that is, it, right? Exactly. yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, nope, nope. That, oh, Bob Phantom? Oh, okay, I'm in. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So, yes, that will begin uh, principal photography later this year. We're busy uh, making costumes, and we will be, you know, other than the Black Hood, the Black Hood showed up on Riverdale in season two, I want to say, as a, as a villain. And, uh, and that's it. And, and, that, he had, that's, and he had the radio show. The, and the, the radio show. But, but that's the Black it. Hood is the only one who has crossed over it's other mediums, yeah. and it hasn't been anything super heroic. But definitely keep an eye open. For Red Circle Investigations, a Mighty Crusaders fan film coming to you very soon from the very people who are doing this podcast. That's right. And Archlight Studios. And Archlight Studios. <laughs> Can't forget them. Good people over there. Well, that's it. That is uh, the end of our of our first miniseries event. You know, guys, I have been talking about this, and I have been pestering you guys about doing these five episodes for some time now i yeah. can't believe here we are we've finished it we we've we've ended our first mini series and we've we've done the entire history of the mighty crusaders i feel more informed i don't know about you guys yes i concur well even though that concludes our initial mini series podcast event this will only be the first of many oh yes there will be more and season 3 volume 3 of my big fat pull list will be starting up very shortly. Yes. So you want to make sure that you follow that. And we will have some news dropping very soon about a my big fat pull list Patreon <gasps> coming soon. I don't know why I was surprised. I, I say you're the one building yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mastermind behind it. <laughs> As always, reach out to us on the website at mybigfatpullist.com or through social media and let us know if there's anything that you heard in these five episodes that you would like us to expand upon any of these characters that you would like us to do an entire episode on get in touch with us for that well that's it guys that is the end of the mighty crusaders history i am your host dr impact i'm the mysterious mr x i'm smurfy and i am dragonus prime stay mighty friends we have reached the end of this verbal adventure, but there will be more. Be sure to bag and board the knowledge you have been given in the long boxes of your mind, safe from the dust bunnies of memory. Visit mybigfatpolis.com for all of their four-color content and follow their social media pages to stay informed. And remember, the secrets of the universe are between the panel panels.
Long story short. Too late. Thank you. Speedy yeah. beedy bing. Is that the tone? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the tone that we insert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ya boob. Fun fact, Pistol doesn't know anything about any of the Crusaders. But he's learning he will. As, listening as listening to these yes. episodes. Yes. Just like you can at home. That's right. Yes. That's right. Wow, well, yeah. you realize that this happened before Marvel does the whole... The super oh, soldier serum is wearing out on oh, Steve Rogers. Yeah. Gosh, I didn't even realize and, that. That's uh, a good point. Again, another right. first for the MLJ yep. kick. Yeah. Yep. That's another Ding. one right there. Yeah, right up Italian. there to that tally. Yep. Actually, Marvel did that like a couple of times in the 90s. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Prime, transform rollout. 